show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to another episode of the Metal Podcast, the metal show with a name that is mostly tongue-in-cheek if you haven't got it already. I am AC. Wait a minute. Am I here with DJ? I'm here. It is DJ. All right. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great, but I would do I would be doing a lot better if I could borrow a little bit of money. Okay. And and I actually have a number if you might be able to help me out. Okay, I how need, much? I need $4 million. Just know that's a good investment and it's it's going to be good for everybody. Okay, well, I think we can get a, a, a kick fund me started for you. And then I think uh, the nice people that listen would be it's gonna happy be worth to help it. you out. I believe you. Uh, it's for... It's for Eddie Van Halen's Hot for Teacher guitar because that just went on auction for three point nine three two million. If that makes any sort of sense, I think that's almost four million dollars. But I can outbid it at four. So that's million. what it's going for. Four million. Four million so that's a safe Van Halen. bid. It's a safe bid too. I think so. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Well, and, and I, I know that your life would drastically improve. If you had this $4 million guitar for, or from the hot for teacher music video, I presume not the one he played when he recorded the song or possibly the same, but from the video, it, correct? It, it was, it was from the video. Correct. But it was one of three main guitars he was using at the time. Okay. Well, um, referring to sex with a teacher is what the, the, the song is about. Is that, that what the may... song is about, or or did he just, or was he just attracted to the teacher? Uh, there, there's among other issues involved there. Well, that, that is for sure. You know what? I'm gonna pull up some lyrics because I've actually never read the lyrics. I, I've heard the song billions of times, but I've never actually sat here and read the lyrics. Well, All the right. PMRC objected to the song. Now we we should talk about the PMRC in the future. I think we brought we it up. We need to, yeah. We dr- yeah. we brought it up with D Snyder, and now we need yes, to that's right. It. We yeah, we will. You put a we'll put a pin in that. Um, I have a lot to say about that, but I I won't say any more. We'll we'll do a, an episode on that. We'll all be right. more we'll be more prepared. Okay, let's see here. I uh, think of all the education that I missed, but then my homework was never quite. Oh, that's like the pre-chorus. Oh yeah, teacher, stop that screaming. Teacher, don't you see? Don't want to be no uptown fool. Maybe I should go to hell, but I am doing well. Teacher needs to see me after school. Okay, so, all right, that's definitely uh, some kind of sex. All right, okay, all right, got it. Yeah, Yeah, I I heard about your lessons, but lessons are so cold. I didn't know about this school. Little girl from Cherry Lawn, how can you be so bold? You know, the lyrics add at least another million to the guitar. It has to. Well, that's probably what that fourth maybe one point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so makes I, sense. And we got three million guitar, but you know, with these lyrics, who wrote the lyrics? Did, did David Lee Roth write them, or did 
I, I actually don't know. I think Van Halen is one of those bands where their songs, it's every member of the band gets a credit. So I, I don't know how much work everybody did. So, all right, I got the Wikipedia pulled up. Where's the song written by? Yeah, it's all of them. Plus, uh, no, it's all of them. Yep. Yeah, so who knows who did what? It's weird all I know is he out. can do some kung fu on stage. That's true. He cut his own like back open with a sword. Well, the minimum bid for the guitar was one point eight million. That is, that is so for a guitar. Ludicrous. Yeah, that is so <laughs> ludicrous. Did you I, do you know who um when uh when Dimebag Daryl uh got murdered and he was put uh I think they laid him to rest with one of Van Halen's songs and I, I forgot who it was when we were talking about MTV and like it might have been like Scott Ian or someone who was like hey if you told me I was gonna get you know, buried with uh, Van Halen's, you know, Eddie Van Halen's guitar, you know, kill me now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just remembered that. Yeah, 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 that's pretty funny. I, and I understand there is a historical value to this, but to me, this, this, four million, nothing is worth four million dollars. That is so ridiculous. It's like, I, I, I do think some people get a little, uh, uh, flamboyant with their fancy whatever it is, whether it's an overpriced suit or a car or a watch or whatever. But th- this is overindulgent to the nth degree. So, like, it's I, not like a, I have a $4 like... million dollar guitar. This was Eddie Van Halen's guitar from Hot for Teacher. I paid $4 million for it. Yeah, it's not like it's a thousand years old, you know. It's not like a yeah. crazy painting or yeah. historical value. It's like how long have guitars even been in existence? A hundred years? Uh, well, I was going to say like three, four hundred. Three hundred, four years. Okay, what, okay electric uh, ele- guitar. Uh, electric guitar, probably. How, like ma- 60, how long 70? have we had electricity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not that long. Yeah. So this is something that I think at a certain point it just goes in a museum. Because there, there, I understand sentimental value to certain things, but how many guitars do you think Eddie Van Halen had? I bet I mean, it's a lot. A lot. I think he probably would be giving them away at some point, right? Right. Or, or, or exactly. auctioning them or whatever to charity. I think a lot of guitarists do that. Like they'll do like, oh, I, I give away a signed guitar after every show. Like you play a new show like every day. Like how many guitars are you, you know what I mean? So. I mean, hundreds, thousands, I don't know. I, I'm sure, I'm sure if you're, if you make a guitar, you're going to give Eddie Van Halen a free one of every type of guitar you make. I mean, I don't know. Well, they, well, and you get these people that they, they design their own custom guitars. You know, they're endorsed by Jackson or BC Rich or even, I don't know. What, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Ibanez. I say, what's the other one? Like, there's only three guitar brands. <laughs> but, but the the ones that generally the metal guys put their names on and have custom guitars for. Like George Lynch has 57 different custom guitars. So they automatically get one of those at least. They probably have much, much more. Because at a, at a certain point, like Eddie Van Halen has so many guitars that 
and he can buy as many as you want. If one well, is good, well, sure. if well, one that, is good, it's worth four million dollars. Right. My point is, he has so many that how can one be worth four million dollars? So anyone that buys this is is just a d bag. Like I understand, like if if someone bought it because like the proceeds went to like St Jude or something, but just to I, I have Eddie Van Halen's guitar from the Hot for Teacher music video. This is a cultural artifact. Uh, this is a piece of 1984 Americana. Okay? And it's on my wall right now. Like, that guy, but, no. But I, but I think it also goes back to what we were saying about the nostalgia from specifically the 80s. Like, yes. you just said it, 1984. Like, now that's worth $4 million. That shouldn't be worth $400,000. It shouldn't, yeah. I was going to say it should like, be worth $40,000. $4,000. $40, $40, no. $4,000 I'm okay with. Because it's one of those things, well, Eddie Van Halen had it. Okay, you know, that makes it kind of cool, but like, what would you pay at, okay, and this is a guitar from this era for $400 million, what would you pay for the underwear that he wore in that music video? What about the socks that he wore in that music video? What about his belt? What about his shoes? What about that, that tuxedo well, it, that he wore? It would what have about been the, worth a it would have been worth a million more if you didn't wash it, dummy. Well, yeah, that too. See, at a certain point, like, everything is going to be just... Well, did you see the thing new where, where, uh, where even, like, I think it was Johnny Versace, after he got murdered in cold blood, people were, like... In cold blood? Wiping. As opposed to warm-blooded murder? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's a cold-blooded murder. But no, someone, like, wiped up some of his blood with, like, their shirt or something, or, like, a towel, and, like, kept it. And I think they sold it. So, like... People do crazy. Yeah. And how how do you put a, an accurate price on these things? And uh, sure, I understand it, it's worth what anyone's willing to pay for it. But if you're going to put such a ludicrous price on something like this, what's to stop you from putting a, a ludicrous price on other items? Like what You know, Van Halen, he, he probably had a dinette set. Probably had some spats. You know, he, he probably had a, a collar for, you know, a, a, an old dog that passed away. He probably had, I don't know, like, what, what's an arbitrary thing? What, 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 name something that you would never buy from, like, like, let's say an auction where someone passed away. He probably has, like, custom sheets that he has on his bed. Yeah, okay, yes. So, uh, Eddie Van Halen sheets. Uh, $500,000. The thread count is, is like 2000 Egyptian cotton. No, there was like some They're monogram, and they have like, the uh, the pattern. They have the the Van Halen pattern. Yeah, no, you could spend a ton of money on sheets. There was like some football player who went broke. They had this like ESPN 30 for 30 on like athletes that go broke. And he's like, wait, yeah, I was at, wait, like wait, no, dude, at, pro athletes, they don't go broke. They're all really oh, yeah. good with their money. All of them. Well, they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. I go to I call, like, yeah. I call all of them for my financial advice. Fifty thousand dollars a month on sheets, and he's surprised. A month? That, uh, yeah, it was like fifty grand a month. What a dumb dumb. That's 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 embarrassing for sure. And he was like a and he was like a defensive lineman. He wasn't even one of the guys. Like he wasn't big, starting quarterback. No. Defensive line, fifty thousand a month for sheets. What does he think he is? MC Hammer. 
Oh boy, Are we, do you want to you want to stay on Van Halen? No, I think I'm good on that. But I was thinking that like that little his kid is probably the one just raking in all this money. It, it, but that's oh. a separate note, you know. Him and his fat ex wife. Not that's not, all, not the fitness model. Food. Not the fitness model. The, the fat ex wife. So tell, something. Go ahead. What's that? Yes, go I was going to say there was something that kind of gave me some hope the other day. I was actually at work and we we're doing this meeting and they had us like separate like uh, into two groups. Like one's on one side of the the room and then separate on the other side. And I like, made a joke to someone like, "Hey, it's like uh, we're like a metal show. We're about to like you know charge the middle." And this this guy, he's like early twenties, like yeah, it's like an Exodus show. I literally gave a double take. I'm like, what? What? What did you say? And like, yeah, he's like, I like Exodus. I'm like, you like the band like Testament? And I'm like, I told him like, dude, I've seen like Iron Maiden seven times. He's like, you've seen Iron Maiden seven times? I've seen Exodus seven times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he thought that's crazy. Yeah, literally seen Exodus seven times. Yeah. I saw Iron Maiden back to back night. I, I thought that cool. was cool. That gave I me saw like, Exodus back to back night. <laughs> Multiple times I've seen Exodus back to back night. Boy, those really yeah, good. so I, I was I was like thoroughly refreshed that there was someone out there that like is out there listening to real music. Well, people like metal. That that's the only thing that's really left. And uh, I I don't just listen to metal. Like earlier today, I was listening to Candlebox and the Hughes Corporation. Don't worry about my playlist that I listen to at the gym. That's none of your business. But. Very few people will do that. People either listen to just top 40 curated playlists that really all sound like one song repurposed, or they do listen to metal. I know and a lot of people like Synthwave. I'd say Synthwave is probably the most popular music on the planet as far as people actually listening to it and enjoying it. Synthwave is pretty awesome. But second probably is metal. As far as hard rock goes, it's really the only genre that had any staying power. There there are metal bands that pop up. How many grunge bands pop up? Now, you, you might get one here or there, but you probably are, are not going to get very few. Like, maybe less than one a year on average, where there's probably like a million metal bands forming as we speak that are going to break up in a few weeks. People like metal. It's something that it it really is timeless. Like music really did peak as far as I'm concerned with death metal. Black metal was the next step, but black metal really is an acquired taste. And I, I do love black metal even though I, I stand by most of it is a LARP as far as the, the persona and the mystique behind it. But the, I think the music is very creative, but it, it does take some getting used to. Not a lot of people can handle it. A lot of it is better than others. And some of the production for it, it's, it's very hard to get over that hump. But even those, those, the, the Norwegian bands, all of their first full lengths, they all sound great. And the Nightside Eclipse, Got a great sound. De Mysterious, Dumb Sitanus, great sound. Soulside Journey, great sound. Uh, uh, 
what was the first immortal one? It wasn't pure Holocaust. I always everyone forgets that, that that's not the. Is it like one. the winter something? No, at the heart of winter is from two thousand. That record is amazing. That's a really really good. Yeah, record. I I love that record. Yeah, the the three that they did that one. Um, uh, you know, they just released a the single. Oh, Have really? you heard it? Like, yeah, they released a single like very recently. It it sounds like it sounds good. Um, is is I gotta it, pull that up? Because there there was the um, there was the the thing that happened with the dude. He got tendonitis. Did that ever get fixed? Because because immortal is two people. It was like you usually got to just rest rest. Them. Yeah. So yeah, here we go. I'll look up Abbott. He's still there. No. Do 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 do. Uh, Abbott. No, no. Maybe it was Demino. Immortally formed another event. No, that wasn't him. Okay, so maybe it was Demino. Past. Nope. Okay. I thought one of them got. Um. Uh, I don't know. It's been a while. So he was the vocalist. Da, da, da. I'm just looking. So ever anyone listening that knows this band history, like, how do you not know this? I I, I used to know it. Okay, okay, it was Demonov, yeah. Surgery to correct his tendonitis in 2013. He was able to play guitar again and return to the role since Abbott's departure. Okay, so Demonov is all of Immortal. Looks like Abbott is not in the band anymore. But whatever, that doesn't matter. So, so now Immortal has a new single, Damned by Sons of Northern Darkness and At the Heart of Winter. Gosh, what is the first one? It's not Pure Holocaust. Pure Holocaust is like the... Diabolical full moon mysticism. Yes, of course. Ha-ha. Um, yeah, pure Holocaust is kind of like the Transylvanian hunger blazing in the northern sky. That's like the classic immortal record. Yeah, Battles in the North has funny covers. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard Blizzard Beast. But yeah, At the Heart of Winter, Damned in Black, and Sons of Northern Darkness. All day long, I've listened to that. I, I think those are their best records. I, I do like they actually they actually released a song today april 20th 2023 song called war god and then another song called war against all yeah war against all i see that on discography under studio albums so it looks like that's going to be a full length it's just not out yet that's pretty cool oh hellhammer yeah but I'll, especially those black metal bands they the songs sound good but a lot of the production was just kind of rough it just the better the production got the easier it is to listen to but de- death metal it, it it does seem it, it does seem a little shocking when you first hear it especially if you you make that transition because we all you you all make that that start you do like led zeppelin black sabbath then you go like iron maiden judas priest then you go Metallica, Megadeth, and then you go like Cannibal Corpse, Deicide, Morbid Angel. It just like all these jumps, it's it's like the, the you just, jump. You don't go to zero to a hundred. You gotta go, you know. Well, what uh, well what I'm getting. Well, I got a better metaphor for you. Like going, it's it's like going from easy to medium on Guitar Hero. That's what it is like going up to thrash metal. And then going from thrash to death metal, it's like going to hard mode. And it's just, it's just such a big jump. 
And then it just seems a little rough at first because it took me a while to to get into death metal. And then I was like, oh, what am, what am I scared of? This is so awesome. And I think that was the pinnacle of hard rock was death metal. And at least from the guitar playing musicianship, I think getting into death metal, the vocalist can have an effect too of getting used to it. If you haven't heard vocals like that, uh, right. sometimes you'll get it in thrash, uh, maybe like some Sodom, it's a little heavier, but there's some death metal, like, like morbid angel. That's a very deep vocal style. That's, can well, kind it, of like and it's be not jolting all, at first. And it's not all Chris Barnes though. Like when you think of death metal vocals, you you think of the the classic Chris Barnes. The, it's not it's not all like that. Like the 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 quintessential death metal vocal as far as when you think death metal vocals, it's um Oh my gosh. It I I'm so out of practice. It's the one with butchered at birth and Entrails ripped from a virgin sea, uh, split wide open. Not butchered at birth, hammered smash face. Sorry, it's, a, it's a, the the third Cannibal Corpse record. Wow, I am blanking so hard. Oh, Tomb like of the, the deep, Tomb of like, the Mutilated. Like, is it is it called like Tomb of the Cryptopsy. Mutilated? I, I think it's called Tomb of the Mutilated. All right, I, I feel like a, a dummy right now. I am way out of practice with my death metal. Gosh dang it! What do we got here? You show me their records. I, I think it's two in the mutilated. That's going to be my final answer. But that that I do not like the vocal style on that. I like yes, there we go. Two in the mutilated, third one, classic. Yes, split wide open. It's a good song. Necro, and I've always necropedophile. I've, I've always really liked the vocals of of Carcass of Jeff. Well, let Walker. me finish my point before you jump oh, the okay. gun. Oh, okay. He's Louise. I was just giving some filler talk there. No, 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 no. No one cares about your filler. What are you, Chinese food? Okay. But Cannibal Corpse, the the first two records, they have kind of a an evolving vocal style until you get to Tomb of the Mutilated, and that's the... And then he scaled it back for the Bleeding, which is probably their best record as far as all around. The songs are all really good. The vocals... M- much more uh subdued as far as death metal goes but chris barnes was a straight growler and so is george fisher but when you get to morbid angel or uh carcass you get a different vocal style and it is more accessible so you don't have to get straight carcass is probably the the easiest listening death metal and that's not an insult carcass is very melodic I don't know if they called themselves melodic death metal, but it definitely came from there. So they're a very melodic band. They're, they're, they are, in many ways, the Iron Maiden of death metal. I, I was going to agree with you there, because they're, they're kind of like a confusing band, where they're so professional, their riffs are incredible. They're one of the best all-around death metal bands. And what was really cool is that we got to see them, and I believe in, what, 2010? And they had been disbanded at that time for about 14 years, I think since 1996, after their drummer Ken Owen had gone down with drummer syndrome. And do you, are you, and, wait, hold on. Are you talking about his brain hemorrhage or are you talking about something un, unrelated to that? No, I, I was, I was referring to that. Okay. Yeah. Cause they, they broke up unrelated to that. 
Oh, really? I thought they had broken up because of that. I'm pretty sure. Because now they have this 2021 album, and it's, it's up there. And I think what it does for me, too, is it's the production level is like, it's so good, and their riffs can kind of mimic the 90s um, type of style, like like of heartwork. I, I really like the record. It's called Torn Arteries has a lot of intricate riffs a lot of good solos um you can tell it's carcass that's what i like about bands too when you can tell what band it is um even after so many years i was thoroughly impressed i'd say they're the iron maiden of death metal Uh, that's a fair statement at least that's the the best way to describe them because the best death metal band like if i had to see a death metal band I, it would be them because they still exist, but the best of all time is death. If I could see Chuck Schuldner play, it could just be him playing even an unplugged in guitar. I'd be down. Like, you know what I mean? But with carcass, they got to be like the best of all time because you can actually still go to their shows. They're still, still playing. Yeah. So I, I looked this up. It looked like they broke up before Swan song came out. So I I do believe that album was awful. There's like one good song. Yeah, on keep it, on rotting in the free world is is okay. <laughs> yeah, the rest of that mm-hmm. album. Yeah. So uh, do do do. Uh, nineteen ninety nine. He had the brain hemorrhage. So yeah, they did break up before that happened. I do remember when we saw them. Jeff Walker said, "Sorry, Ken isn't with us. He's in a better place now, England." Like, yeah, you're not laughing now, you 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 punk. Not so great to be there, you punk. But it's also weird because of who Carcass is composed of. It's all these people from grindcore bands, and then they're this just this beautiful melodic death metal band. Well, and their first couple albums were like those grindcore because they played some at least one song. Or do you remember the projector stuff they? The they made first, us watch. The first song they gross. played was it was disgusting. Was, was I propagate? I, that's what I remember. And then the second song they played was um, uh, what's the first track on uh, Buried Dreams? That was the second song. I do remember that, and it was very predictable, and it was also exactly what I wanted them to do. I know. Exactly I think how I wanted co- a carcass. It was one of the coolest. Happened. It was probably one of the coolest shows I've been to, just because like. I I think both of us at that time thought we'd never see a carcass show. Like, oh, what? they're going to be saw, in LA? Like I, what? Okay, there there was an era where there were so many bands I never thought that I I would see, and I have seen Venom, and Celtic Frost, and Emperor, and there, I had no idea I would ever see any of these bands. You can now, still you can still see Emperor too. Well, you can see them now. But that was that was a big deal. That was one sh- one night only, and then it was so successful. That's a huge deal. And it was and it was so successful. They did it again. Now you can see Merciful Fate. Yeah like, that that's a weird that's one. And I, and I and I was thinking about that because I have seen King Diamond, but it is weird that it's just it's it's Merciful Fate. I and King Diamond really did this strange thing where he was just bouncing back and forth between both bands and there's no you know no reason to not but it was you know just 
Joey Vera is the bass player in Merciful Fate. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Do you know you know who that is, right? No. That's the bass player for Armored Saint. Oh, okay. Good for him for finally getting the break he deserves. Yeah, and I saw Armored Saint. And now and and, and this is the thing. And is, they have a new album too. I was just going to say like th- this was a time when it was like quaint like you you saw all these bands that were not only long past their prime but they just they they all had broken up and we got to see them and it was like can you believe it oh can you believe it we get to see the obituary i saw I, I saw morbid angel with david vincent i saw a lot of cool stuff yeah and and now all these bands they're just up and about just you know no big deal they're just running around yeah so it looks like merciful fate is just out and about it says right here full-time reunion 2019 so yeah just merciful fate i i don't i don't know about uh king diamond anymore I mean, it would be kind of cool to see merciful fate live but um yeah i, I, I mean I, I would but can I never see King Diamond ever again? You can't have them both. That's the question. That that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because when well, I that, saw King Diamond, they they end they at the end of the show he, he they did the encore, and they played "Come to the Sabbath," and he's like, "Okay, we got one more," and then they played "Evil," which is the first track off Melissa. Yeah. And that was really cool. And it's like, wow, King Diamond is playing Merciful Fate song. Yeah. And I paid next to nothing to see King Diamond live on that tour. And now I can only assume that Merciful Fate is, is, it's probably like $200 to see them or something. And that's like cheap for concerts now, oh. for like the 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 quote unquote popular bands or or artists. It's like I've heard musical some shows act, musical like acts, musical acts, not yeah, yeah, non talented yes. people. Uh, it's like twelve hundred bucks for like like nosebleeds. Yeah, Can you believe I, that? I I don't want to. I, want... I, I need four million to go see every uh, every show on Taylor Swift's tour. Yes, yes, that. That is um, reasonably priced. Who 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 can afford that? That you know we, what? It's, we, it's we not even a, this, didn't we? A little bit, but there's one thing I heard. It's like, oh, you think metal fans are uh, passionate? Well, have you ever met a, a Swifty? A Swifty fan? I, I yes, I know. I, yes, I have met many uh, uh, brain dead vegetables. They weren't that passionate about anything other than drooling and soiling their britches. That's about it. Speaking of britches. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, that's all I got. Don't punch me. I'm coughing. Sorry. I'm back. Oh, you no, burn no. your britches? Uh, no. I'm, so Candlemass toured or did a show with... Uh, uh, I'm just looking at all these bands that played with Merciful Fate. I see a, a show, Merciful Fate, Emperor Mayhem, Opeth, 
Sodom. I think that's Unleashed. And then I had to see Opeth live. They were yeah. so boring. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with that. I, I, I get all these people that they're like almost they like horrible. They're like metal normies, where they're like they're the people that will tell you that. Uh, you Dimu Borgir. Yeah, Dimu oh. Borgir is a really good black metal band, and I, I know though there are people. I don't hate or like Borgir. Cradle of Filth or no, something. No, not like that part. They're they're one step above them. Oh, okay. Like Cradle of Filth is is for people that like paint their nails and and think they're like I'm really edgy. I like Cradle yeah, that's, of Filth. I've seen a lot more people uh males with with that type of uh fashion statement uh around a lot more than I'd like to admit. You know, when has that been a thing? But but do continue. We can talk about that another time. Yeah. But like the the normies like, these are generally the people that will pick Metallica over Megadeth, and they they like Slipknot. A- absolute, just ev- ev- like corn. Yeah, sometimes, but more just like the popular metal band. Like they like Metallica more than Megadeth, but they also like Load and Reload. Yeah, like their favorite Metallica albums in order, it'll be Master Puppets, Black Album, and then it doesn't matter. Those are the ones they like. But those people like Opeth. And if anyone you want to come at me, like, Opeth, it's a musical, shut up. It's boring. It's overindulgent. It's too long. It's uninteresting. I don't care how well you can play your instruments because if your songs aren't keeping my attention, then what's the point? Oh, it keeps your attention. Shut up. Opeth sucks. Uh, it, it's a, it's a bunch of, it, it's a bunch of people that, uh, wish they were playing like Steve Vai, but they want to be, uh, more annoying than Steve Vai. And Steve Vai's songs are like three, four minutes. So I, I'm not hating on Steve Vai, but his songs are kind of annoying with how he much. That's not for me, but at least he keeps his songs short. There was a. I want to say it was uh, Opeth played on Danzig's Blackest of the Black back in like 2004. They played two songs because their songs are so long. That's so stupid. So they played like two 15-minute songs? Yeah, they played two 10-minute songs. Yeah, I think I saw them in 2006, uh, not by choice, but because no, of that. The, no, uh, it was after that. You saw them on Gigantour. Yeah, Gigantour. That was like 2008 or something. No, it's a... Yes. It was before 2007. No, wasn't it? Are you sure? Yeah. It was like the fall of... Are you positive? I believe it's the fall of 2006, like a September. I don't know why I remember that, but... Are you sure? I'm serious. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that person some other time. Yeah. But, um... You, because you saw, didn't you see them on the like the United Abomination when United Abominations came out? No, it was Washington is next. Yeah, isn't that the album it's from? Isn't that album uh, called what, United Abominations? Washington might is next be, I is the of... second track on that. You could be right. Pretty sure. Yeah, two thousand seven studio album by Megadeth, May fifteenth. 2007 no you know what it was they said we're gonna play a song from our upcoming track or upcoming album and so they played 
Washington is next. And they played it like after like Hangar 18. You're like, ah. Washington is next. Washington is next is an okay song. Sleepwalker is a very good song. Uh, The rest of that album is trash. That album is so bad. And Super Collider wasn't very good either. Um, I, I think they did an album. Oh yeah, Endgame that had Gears of War on it, right? I believe so. Yeah. Let's see. Or the one that had Gears of War. That. Okay, no, that wasn't on there. Maybe no, no, no. That might have. That must have been on United Abomination. Yeah, that that song is really bad. Yep, Gears of War is on United Abomination. That song sucked so much. It was bad. Yeah, really end, end game. Uh, I don't know if people like that one. Oh, it got good reviews. I don't. I don't know if we'll like it. Maybe it's okay. the last album was good. Dystopia um, is amazing. That album no, is so good. That's my fifth. There's favorite another one. That, there's album. the there's the um the dead the dying. Wait, no wait. The sick, the dead, the dying. Have you heard that one? Oh, that's their newest. Sick, the dying, and the dead. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the like recent that. one. Yeah. And everyone's got, you know, a COVID album, like, you know, Ozzy's got patient number nine. You got to name it as something that someone's sick. I don't know why people, they do it like that. That's kind of dumb. But whatever. If you make good music, I don't care what you call your album. But Metallica has yeah. got some type of uh, album I out now. I saw that. People don't seem to like it very much, but they, they like to talk about it. And uh, Overkill's got an album, and it's like unanimous that it's better. But, the but I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have told you that. But like, yeah. I've never heard funny. a single song from it, and I can tell you, I, I'll stake my entire reputation that it's better than the Metallica album. Hundred percent. Yeah. Can you imagine how bad that album's got to be? I saw, I saw the funniest thing. It's, it's a picture of James Hetfield looking really sad, and it's like the quote is like, "When you've already sing or screamed yeah already like three times, and you got to wait till the next song to sing it again." <laughs> That's enough, James. That's enough, James. All right, so I'm looking at the reviews for this new Megadeth album or Metallica album, 72 seasons. Um, uh, the the ones where they gave it stars, they seem to mostly so, like it. And then other than that, we got a six out of ten, six point four out of ten. Uh, Metal Hammer gave it uh three and a half stars. Out of five, Rolling Stone gave it four. Rolling Stone sucks anyway. NME, I'm not sure what that is. New musical. Someone, someone said it's uh, 77 minutes of suck. Oh. <laughs> so what is this record? Is it just a regular record? Okay, yeah. Okay, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. That, that one's got to be bad. Um. And I I think Metallica is also, it's like, you know how every modern movie always gets rave reviews by critics? And then people are like, nah, I saw it suck. Like, probably that newest Batman movie. Everyone's like, oh. That movie sucks so much. Oh, I couldn't even see the, the trailer. It's so bad. Yeah, so, but yeah, that Batman movie. It it sucked. We don't. It doesn't need to be discussed. It's bad. Don't watch it. But yeah, that had like a like a like six thousand out of a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes, and people said, "Oh, it's serious and dark and blah blah blah." And then you watch it, and it's just not good. And that's how I feel about Metallica. Where Metallica is like it, it's a big name, and 
So whenever they put anything out, all the critics treat it as great. Because remember when Death Magnetic came out? And we knew people that are like, no, it's good. It's like, it's like their best well, record since the Black Album. Like, they usually okay. have a lot of a lot of buzz going on during or like before their like record release. And it's been like that for a while. Yeah, Metall- Metallica is the biggest hard rock band on the planet. Without a doubt. Probably the biggest rock band. Well, definitely the biggest rock band alive. So then putting anything out and... They really have not put out anything good since 1988. That's the truth. And I, I remember having this ar- argument with people that would say, oh, if Metallica sucks, why did uh, the, the, or if the Black Album sucks so much, why did it open at number one with this many units sold? Well, this, this is what, what a lot of people may forget it, it, just because they, they just forget about how things used to be, but that was an era pre-internet. So you didn't have necessarily access to all the songs. So you didn't know if anything was good. Like you had to hear the songs if, if they played on the radio or you saw the videos uh, when they were in rotation on MTV. But people bought the record because it was hyped. It was marketed. It wasn't because they heard the songs and said, dude, this is good. I got to get it because it opened at number one. It's not like it opened really low on the billboard chart and slowly climbed it. It, it was, it was opened at, or uh, debuted at number one. And it was the second or third hard rock record to do it. I think it was the second one. I, I don't remember the timeline. The first one was slave to the grind. And then it was either Use Your Illusions or it was the Black Album. I don't remember which one of those was first. But but that means that people bought it without knowing the contents of the record. You know, maybe they heard Inter Sandman and Nothing Else Matters or maybe The Unforgiven, whatever. But there's other, there's other songs on that record. And everyone forgets there's a lot of bad songs on Metallica meaning the Black Album. There's a lot of bad songs. The Wolf and Men, Sad But True, God That Failed. These are all bad songs. Don't tread on me. Sad But True is a really bad song, man. But Inter Sandman is a song that I have have changed my opinion on. I used to really hate that song because it, it was so unremarkable. But now when I hear it, I'm like, you know what? Compared to all the other stuff that they have done, it's really not that bad. And, and for the time, like there, there are worse songs from that era of, of non-Metallica band. It's, it's, it's probably better than most of the songs on um, uh, the Ritual, the Testament record. Uh, I do like The Unforgiven. I think that song's good. And uh, nothing, nothing else matters. I think is it's an all right song. It it it's good, you know, as far as like a, a cheesy, radio friendly song goes. But uh, Unforgiven, genuinely good song, and the rest of that album is so bad. Yeah, and to open at number one, you know, 
it didn't have enough time to have any word of mouth. Exactly. So, that, that's what I'm saying. So, People just so I guess bought the, it. They just bought it without the, hearing it. The only pushback, I guess, that you have that we'd have to answer is that okay, how long was it on the number one? Like, because if it was on for the whole year, then yeah, okay, then then it, it sold some units. Oh no, it, I, I, I think that album like. went that album went diamond. That was that's one of the biggest rock albums of all time. A- ab- absolutely. Okay, let me let me take a look here. Uh, personnel uh, chart. Okay, I don't know how long it was. I just want to see how many times it went platinum. That's that's what I care about. Certificate five times platinum in Argentina, thirteen times in Australia, two times in Austria. Actually, all that matters is the United States. United and States. Sixteen platinum in the United States. Now, from what I understand, is a diamond record is ten million. That's what I was told. Um, so, in the United States, it, it sold seventeen point three million copies. This is the certificate, the certification. It's a lot of units. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not doubting how, okay, diamond in Canada is only 1 million. Yeah. Cause I was never doubting how many it sold. Yeah. So it debuted at number one and it did stay there. I, I do stand by it. It's one of the biggest hard rock records of all time. I maybe the biggest. I'm not sure. I'm sure that some Beatles albums are bigger, but I I skeptical or hesitant to call the Beatles hard rock. But if if we're not counting the Beatles as hard rock, this has to be um uh, up there like top five. I'm gonna check Appetite for Destruction. I don't know how many that sold. And see, and that was just 17 million. In North America, the, it, it it sold a lot. I couldn't find worldwide. I'm sure I could add all those up, but uh, Appetite for Destruction sold 18 million in the U.S. So that that's probably a a, a bigger record. Yeah. So, uh, and and that's all time too. So the the black album had a bigger opening, but uh, it does. It does okay, so it debuted at number one in ten countries. Spent four consecutive weeks at the top Billboard 200. One of the best selling albums worldwide. Also one of the best selling albums in the United States. Sold 16 million since SoundScan began. And uh, yeah, so Appetite for Destruction sold more. Dark Dark Side of the Moon. How many of that sell? I know that was on like for like three hundred weeks on the top. Dark Side of the Moon sold eight million in the United States. So it sold more. Uh, Metallica sold more than Dark Side of the Moon. But Dark Side of the Moon stayed on the charts for like for years, literally. But it wasn't high on the charts. And, uh, you know, we have our opinions on Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd was, you know, moderately, I'm not, when I say moderately successful, I mean, they're very successful, yes, but the album stayed like consistently, like, you know, towards the middle, not bad at all, but not, they didn't have that big explosive, like all like bands like Metallica or Nirvana were, oh, it's a new thing. We got to go out and get it because every, every record station 
and record station, every music station, I'm really tired, so I'm slurring my words. Every music station, at, at the end of every break, they're telling us how great this new Metallica record is. Every ad uh, played on MTV ad breaks, Carson Daly and, and, uh, and that the guy, I think his name was Jesse from MTV, they're telling us it's so awesome. Kurt Loder, that 50-year-old who's hanging out with a bunch of 20-year-olds, is telling us it's great. So they, they just buy it when it comes out without anything to gauge it on. And so the success is, it's all hype. Well, that's just the marketing is what you're explaining. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's not that people heard this album like, dude, you got to hear this album. Which is probably well, then, what happened with Appetite for Destruction, even though that did have a pretty good singles and, and good promotion for it. But that didn't debut at number one. So that eventually probably hit number one. I want to know the, the chart for it. Okay, the album went on to peak at number one. became the seventh best-selling album of all time in the United States. Okay, 30 million copies sold worldwide. But what did the Black Album have? Did you, how many? Tell me how many sold worldwide. You won't tell me. This guy's mean. But go on, go on. It's enough for, for me on the Black Album. Go, go ahead. Well, it just makes, it makes me wonder about, you know, why don't other bands either go that route or... Yeah. But I had watched a documentary about. Um, now hold about on, hold Apple. on, hold on. What what What's route? That? What what do you mean? What route? You say go that route. Explain that. Um. Well, all they did was market it a little different. So, uh, like in the past, I think like Apple had hired like the CEO of uh, like Coca Cola or Pepsi. It didn't work out, but they try to you know. So I'm what I'm saying is I'm. I'd be curious to see who like their manager was at the time. If they had just switched over, like why were they able to attract so much success? Uh, Bob um, Rock, just Bob Rock. What's that? Bob Rock. Who's that? He was a, a record producer. He produced like Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Aerosmith, Brian Adams. He w- he was just known for for producing really like making really commercially successful records like Metallica sought this guy out metallica actively chose to sell out they said we we want a big hit record and they didn't need it and justice for all sold i think three million copies at the time i'm i'm sure it's much more now but at the time okay we got certifications yeah it sold nine nine million almost 10 million records so they didn't need to sell out, but they chose to. So they sought out this guy, Bob Rock, and they said, hey, we want a big record. We want a number one you know, multi-platinum record. And this guy had to take a chance on them because they had to sell themselves. There like, was no chance you know. taken. No, no. This guy just said, okay, yeah, I'll make, I'll make you a lot of money. That's pretty much what happened. Because Metallica was already a successful band. They were already a big name at that point. He just turned them from a thrash band with some 
creative bridges into just commercial generic dad rock. It was no longer thrash. I've seen people say like, Metallica isn't a thrash band. They're a heavy metal band. Why do you keep listing them as a thrash band? It's like, are you, you have not heard their first, what, well, four or five albums? you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to defend that guy. Yes, he's correct. They were at one point, but that was a very long time ago. Yeah, Metallica does not resemble how they started. You know, they, when they play live now, they do play a lot more classic songs. Like if, if we had to sit through Metallica and we had to pick the songs that they would play, they would play more of those than we didn't want to hear. Because when, when Papa saw them when we were in high school. Papa? Pop, yes. Papa. He, uh, he said that, well, they played mostly stuff from the Black Album. Yeah, that, like, that's a bad thing. And they said, yeah, but you know how badass it is when they come out and they, and they play Seek and Destroy at the end of the night? Not if I have to sit through the Black Album. No. You know, how and many Seek and al- Destroy isn't even the best song on Kill em All. No. How many albums did did Metallica sell or, uh, for the Black Album? Did you say uh, 17 million? 17 million US. Uh, US. Okay, for the US. So I just pulled up Megadeth's Rust in Peace. And they sell they sold just over a million records for the Rust and Peace album, and that album is so much better. Yeah, and, and Count Countdown sold a lot, and Countdown's not okay. that good. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Countdown to Extinction is is a perfectly average record because that debuted at number two. Yeah, that's oh, and that only sold two million. And Countdown to Extinction is a better record than the Black album. Way better record. Way better. Youth in Asia is a better record. Uh, risk. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's, hey. it's tough. It's we tough. don't talk about that. It's, oh, it's any tough. other record. Call. Any other record. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe that's a little too far. Risk is really bad. <laughs> See, at least we're fair here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suck, yeah absolutely. When you suck, yeah, we'll call it out. Like, Magneth has one of the worst records ever, you know. For a thrash band, for Risk, but Risk is really trying to. It was a really, risk, okay. It's a risk. Yeah, it's it's really trying to do what Metallica did. No risk, it, did. no biscuit. Yeah, they but they they said like we're gonna. But they I got think, no biscuit. I think they hired the guy that produced um, Foreigner. Some some you know. I bet it was the guy who did uh, Freddie Mercury's solo album. I think it was the guy who did Freddie Mercury. I'm looking at the reviews for uh, Risk, and uh, New Music Enterprise gave it a zero out of ten. It's still too high. That's true. I I do like um, the song Crush 'Em. I do like it. It's a bad song, oh, but the, I do like Duke it. Nukem. No, no way. That's Universal not, Soldier. That's not- Oh yeah, I think they had the Duke Nukem theme they did, on that. They did. No, not on that one. Oh, I guess oh, it is not. on the Japanese version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah, I do like their version of the Duke Nukem theme. Pretty cool. But the but the Risk album is just. Yeah, there's a lot of wow. really bad. Like they these are just real bad songs. Bad. 
It's like it's Meg- Megadeth is like literally we're let's be a pop band. Yeah, we can sell out even harder. At least they came back. It wasn't like you know they they tried to. The next record is pretty that. bad. The world needs a hero is bad. Now the thing is, the world needs a hero is really bad, but it does have one of the best Megadeth songs, as far as I'm concerned. Is it Dread in the Fugitive Mind? Yes, I do think that is one of the best Megadeth. I actually had that as a walkout song when I was playing baseball. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you were uh, doing MMA. I did that, but I never got to fight anyone. But I did do jujitsu for a while. Yeah, I had Dread in the Fugitive Mind one year. I had uh, Painkiller by Judas Priest and then Wild Child by Wasp. Well, and you know that, and and I think we both agree that uh, the death version of Painkiller is the superior version. It's a great version. Yeah. Even though, that al- even though that album is, is also bad. It's not as bad as Risk, but it's death's equivalent to Risk. Is that the scavenger of fluid flesh and sorrow or something like that? Is that that album? Sounds I think it's Perseverance. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Okay, <laughs> you were, you were close. <laughs> I think that's that, the name of one of their songs, though. Probably. There's some weird song titles on that record. Uh, scavenger of human sorrow, the flesh and the power. Flesh and the power it holds is is good for parts of it, and then it just gets overindulgent and crappy. Yeah, this is what I hate when when bands do this. Metallica is the perfect example of this, where they they have a song and there's a cool riff, and the drums are intense, and it it, it just chugs along and it it just gets you pumped. And then it stops being that song and it just turns into something else. Like Master of Puppets is like probably that's the, best the best example. Yes, that is the, the perfect That's such a example. cool song. And then it's like, and then it's well, not. and then Holy Wars for Megadeth does something similar, but it's such a better song overall. But see, that, see, that does something different, but the song it becomes feels it, like it still feels like it gets you pumped like you still there's still an intensity to it but also and good musicianship too and that's but it's only one song on that record that does that so it, it does it feels more like it's a treat where that's that's most of metallica's songs where they where they do that and that's and master puppets is like eight minutes long and Holy Wars, it, it, it really picks up at the end, and it gets it gets really, really good. Yeah, you're like upset that the song ends compared to like the Master of Puppets. It's like wow, you're upset that it three... started. <laughs> Eight thirty six. Yeah, that song's real long. Yeah, I remember that one being a really long song. And it's not like they're doing like really technical stuff like an Iron Maiden long song or something like that. No, it's, like it's an Alexander not like, the Great. You know? Or, or uh, I was going to say Phantom of the Opera. Oh, that, that song, song's about drugs? I think most songs are about drugs, aren't they? I guess. For whom the bell tolls about drugs? Better beer. I think it's about, isn't everything that Metallica writes about is about beer? Beer, good. Fire, bad. Napster, bad. I actually don't think... Get me, don't get me started on Napster. I actually think uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls Sucks. I do not think that song is good at all. 
that riff is not interesting. I think that song is crap. And I, I and like it's it's not like Metallica, like 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 stole my wife away from me or something where I have like a like a like a personal vendetta against them. I just I I am offended by their songs and how they are celebrated. Like to me, have you ever seen that movie Hot Fuzz? Familiar with the movie and the actors because they were in like uh Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, well, same people. But there's a scene where he he's trying to explain like that there's like actual murder going on and then they keep saying, "Oh no, it's just an accident." And then the, the guy is just at his wits end. Like he he witnesses the murder, like he sees it happen, and then they're they're still like calling him crazy. He's like, "Oh no, it's just an accident." And he's like, "Have you all gone mad?" And that's how I feel about Metallica when I when I talk to people about them, and then they they act like Metallica invented instruments and music, and that's certainly how the media has treated them as you can tell this is not a metallica respecting show but i think just talking about them is more respect than they deserve but oh yeah, absolutely it's like, like when people they i think i think people's knee-jerk knee reaction is when they hear metallica and if they listen to metal they feel like they have to say that they like metallica they can't say like you know what there's other bands that are mega mega that's better like they initially they think like it's like like you said like they feel like they created instruments or the first one they like they're Kirk the metallica is, solos metallica is the first metal band like it's it's they that have metal level. yeah they have metal in the name bro yeah and lars stole that bro. from someone's fanzine but lars gets all these like accolades and he's a crappy drummer and not just he's a not crappy good. drummer he's a crappy person He's so lazy and and he's short he, too. And he's so short and he's annoying. He probably doesn't. Even and he's shower. ugly. And he's really short and he's, he's very ugly very ugly. They have to give him a step stool for his drum set. Yeah, well, he sits on a phone book, so you know, so he can get his head at uh, symbol level. But when we were in our prime and we were playing shows and and going to shows. When we they would you know the the they would Who always are you Don Lemon don't talk about my prime I'm yeah, I, in well, my prime Don oh is it Don Lemon sorry no no you're, I'm, you're um, not in your you're not in your prime who's you know? the guy that does American Pie I'm that guy what's his name Don something Don McLean I'm Don McLean oh yeah 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 that's who I am I'm not some bitter fruit I'm not I'm no lemon I'm Don McLean. And we bye bye to, and miss America. I actually saw him live. I know you did. He that's did how, like that's the 4th of July thing. That's the only reason I know that name because you told me you saw Don McLean live and I said, who's that? And then you sang the song. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's who did that song because I didn't care. I, but I, I only know that. His, I only know oh, that because, because of, of you. Yeah. You were just familiar with the uh, Weird Al version without Anakin. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm more familiar with the Weird Al versions of anything than the songs that he's parodying especially uh i think i'm a clone now i like that one that one's a good that one's one. great <laughs> i can go on vacation when i'm staying at home 
that I I I love Weird Al. Weird Al's great. Well, the Harry Potter boy is going to play him. He did or play did that already. That come movie out? already came out. Wait a now, wait a minute. Now wait, I did that already happen? Yeah, it's on Roku <laughs> now. I I heard that's actually a pretty good movie because it's it's a parody of biopic, so most of it is not true. But I I heard it's actually pretty good. Heard it's, well, it's that pretty the funny. Daniel Radcliffe is actually kind of a funny actor, and I kind of like. Do you like hate that movie? Say that where he's like everything he's a corpse that i saw him anything. with um he's like he's in a show with like john ham and he's some like doctor in like romania and he he thinks getting straight a's is good but like you just have to survive have you seen this do i sound crazy right now yeah i don't watch tv it's really funny though yeah but... I, I yeah as, as far as actors go yeah i don't i don't have any problem with harry potter you know he's whatever he's I I did like Swiss Army Man. I think that was a pretty funny movie. But apparently, the Weird Al movie is it's it's pretty good. I heard it. I heard it's pretty funny. But uh, what 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 was I saying when I got, before we got to Weird Al? I was trying to make a point. Don McLean. When we were in our prime, thank you. Prime, yeah. And we were going to shows with Don McLean. <laughs> And they would play music in between bands, and uh, we would ju- and we would just talk to people about this and that because you know songs would come up, and like they uh, occasionally they would play a Megadeth song, and you know people would be into it, and then you know we would always ask them Megadeth or Metallica. No one ever said Metallica. Nobody like people would be like like Megadeth would come up and they'd be like oh, I haven't listened to Megadeth in a long time, but yeah I like Megadeth. And then, do you like Metallica? F no. Get, get out of here. They just Nobody liked Metallica. I, maybe people have warmed up to it because, you know, that was 20 years ago. But at the, at the time, like, people were pretty sour on Metallica. And people still are pretty sour on Metallica. But Metallica is... I think people dislike them more for what they did because it's not like they just made some bad records cuz they they all did you know uh slayer did that the diabolic diabolic in musica that's a really bad record creator had like endorama around yeah, was, that that one's really that bad the, and the one before that was also pretty bad wasn't as bad as endorama but what was that called one before endorama it was it was it was not good it's been and, a while endorama is re- actually real real close of a comparison to risk Enderama's just a terrible record uh outcast yeah outcast is pretty good oh or that's pretty bad. what it, yeah 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 as, that's as, what it was as phobia, that that phobia? <laughs> yeah phobia is an okay song but i actually like that song that was like yeah, one of the yeah. first songs i heard of creator and then you're like wait that's like the people that hear the black album that's the first album yeah. they hear and like oh this is great and it's like oh you're listening to their worst album or, yeah. you know or like of of the ones you can listen to yeah pho- phobia is okay black sunrise is is okay i i, I kind of like that song i think that song's better than phobia but the rest of that album sucked and then yeah endorama is terrible holy moly that's so bad yeah but all these all these bands they they put out bad records but metallica actively sought out putting out bad records for money and all it did was make metal 
less commercially viable because what people like is thrash drum beats and ripping solos and aggressive guitar riffs and edgy at the time lyrics and no nobody 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 wanted what Metallica was putting out but they put it out and it was marketed so heavily that people said oh okay oh okay i guess this is metal and that's what gave that's what gave rise to all the new metal so if anyone wants to speak ill of new metal you have to put the blame solely on Metallica because the black album it, like there's no more no more dire's eve but just metallica is the black album it, it's not like if a a band does something and they find some success and they just get it wrong so they're like oh I, it must have been this thing let's do that cuz that's what dave basically said about risk he said we went popular for cryptic writings and cryptic writings was well received so let's go even more poppy. But that wasn't what people liked about it. They just liked that little bit of a blend of Megadeth slowing down and having a little bit more melody in it. So he then just they went had all some, the way. Per, yeah, they had some pretty good songs on Cryptic Writings. I think that was the first album I had actually heard. And when I'd heard, like, uh, was it like Mastermind or, or Trust? I think Trust is still a really, really good like classic Megadeth song. That's a good song, but but you wouldn't see like the next record being Risk like that didn't make a natural transition. They just no. went super super you know out there. No, so it's way different. But with the Black Album, they it, it's just it's 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 a completely different band. The Black Album is not Metallica at all. It's it's a different band. Like they, it's it's like a a hard reboot. Like they, they took the Metallica name and they did something completely different with it. It's like, you know, Hollywood does these remakes and you're like, wait, that's not that thing that I like. It's like, well, it's that thing. You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, the Lord of the Rings rings of power that nobody <laughs> watched and everyone that watched it hated it like that. That's essentially what the black album was where it's, it's Metallica only in name and font and it has it has the same members but they're not doing anything so i mean i guess it's metallica and then everything after that was just an expansion of the black album like there there are no fast like thrashy so like there's no like phantom lord sprinkled throughout the black album to saint anger era even though Death Magnetic is still like an extension of that, but that was Rick Rubin instead of Bob Rock. But Bob Rock was really what set the tone for what that band became. And they were monumentally successful by making this slow, sludgy rock. And while that's really what grunge was, but every band Ball, like all the the bands that had some somewhat commercial success, they all followed the Black Album. They all did it. Testament did it with the Ritual. Exodus did it with Force of Habit. Slayer did it with um, Divine Intervention. Sounds of White Noise. Countdown to Extinction. They all did it. 
and it changed that trajectory. It went not necessarily mainstream, but it lost that thrash. It didn't go. Like, it didn't go mainstream. It softened it. It just it made it soft. They because because Metallica was immensely commercially successful, but the record was more accessible to a a wider audience because it wasn't so much the the angry teens that wanted to hear that and they wanted to go to a pit and then they wanted to you know push people around and and get violent and you know they they have all these emotions and they're full of testosterone and they just want to go to aggressive music and then they just turned it into like dad rock well you know what i almost think the opposite or, or like the opposite band that did a different trajectory is like Pantera because they started off like a hair metal band. Sure. And then they yeah. turned into like a heavier, but then but, they took but it they, a, a but whole they, other direction. But yeah, but they, they just, they almost went the same direction but as they were like Metallica. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they, they went the same direction as Metallica, except they just got heavier because they still were doing like slower, sludgier stuff. Because the first two Anselmo records, the power metal and and cowboys from hell those have a lot of like the faster you know like power metal and um um I want to say it's dominion uh i i have to look it up again uh, maybe the great southern trend no 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 it's on it's on cowboys from hell oh okay it's um there like there's like a like a thrash like cemetery song. gate oh the thrash uh, yeah, yeah, there is there is like a thrash song on on that record. Where is it? I think it is. I mean, the the Cowboys from Hell riff. Domination. No, no, it's not Domination. No, oh, I think it's Shattered. It, it is. It is. Oh, Shattered. shattered. It is shattered. Yeah, this world is Shattered. Yeah, there. I mean, there's you know, Primal Concrete Sledge is pretty bad. But that that's like a like a solid metal record with kind of like little sprinkles of thrash in there at dominations your eyes will soon see the dawn of the day but yeah shattered is like like a fast fast well, and even song. even pantera is playing shows again yep exactly the members are dead yep they're yep every, no, nothing no, no, yeah bands don't end anymore nothing ends franchises don't die bands don't stop yeah, it's but anyway, Pan, yeah, Pantera just got like like sludgier and heavier. Uh, what what was what's the the one after that? The one after Vulgar Display of Power? That's the the one with the rattlesnake on it. No far beyond driven. Ashes shedding skin. That's what I'm thinking. Poisonous. Yeah, I think that that record is not very good. And the Great Southern Trend Kill is also not very good. It, it's it's just like they're trying to get too heavy, but they're just sludgy and trudgy. And I guess it's heavy for the time. It's like as heavy as you can get without actually being death metal. But well, they, they but they, but that all stemmed from I believe the success of the Black Album. The Black Album was so successful, and Cowboys from Hell was a very successful record. And so was, uh, I'm going to assume Vulgar Display of Power was was successful. Yeah, you know, it sold 2 million records. But 
yeah, that that came out a year after um, the Black Album. It actually came out a, like a few months after the Black Album. So that came out February uh, '92. Versus uh, when did the Black Album? I don't even know. Well, it was 96, wasn't it? Are you talking about what? Black Al was 91. 91? Yeah. What, what decade am I in? Uh, I don't know. I had to put you in a home. What year? I feel like uh, okay. Robin Williams in Jumanji. August, okay. What year is it? August August 91. So the, the bulk of those songs, if not all of them, were written by the time the Black Album came out. So the Black Album had very little effect on Vulgar Display of Power, if I had to guess. But the two albums after it, they, they did follow the template that was set by the Black Album. Because Pantera, sure, they went the, the other direction, but Alice in Chains was, was a, a glam band. Like, it, band bands do change. It, it does happen. But that doesn't matter. I think the best example of a band that changed direction was Testament. Because Testament, they did, they did the ritual, and they were just trying to, to cash in on the success of Metallica. Like, oh, we got to stay relevant. We got to do this crap. But then and the it's record, like Chuck Billy and, like changed his voice. To like well, almost like a death metal. Don't get ahead. Uh, you're, you're skipping oh, oh, ahead. Oh, oh, Jeez, oh, spoiler. But the ritual sucked. It had one okay, ah, two good songs. Um, Return to Serenity is a good song. But these are just commercial friendly songs. The rest of that record is not good. But then after that, they did Low. Low is 180 from the ritual. Totally different. Low is, I think Low is the best testament record. I know a lot of people like um, I like The, the Gathering. The Gathering is the next best one. I really like The Gathering. And that was my point, is they did low, and they're like, okay, this works. People seem to like this. You know, it's not so commercially successful, but yeah, heck, we're testament. We've never been commercially successful. But the people like low, and they didn't like the 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 ritual. So, shoot, let's just... uh. Let's let's go a step further. They did the opposite of risk, and then they went too heavy for demonic. And people are like, uh, I don't know about this. They're like, okay, sorry, we'll find a middle ground, and that's what the gathering was. And the gathering is like a near perfect record. Gathering is so good. It's one of my all time fa- favorite records of any any band. It's such a good album. Yeah, so good. Who, who was it? What are they? I think they're they got to be one of like the most technical. Thrash bands, is that what we had agreed on? That they're like the most yes. technical? Yes. Uh, Exodus is like the heaviest. Uh, Megadeth was the oh. most intelligent. Anthrax intelligent. was the silliest. Um, Slayer was the fastest. Is, and Metallica was the most generic. I think Anthrax, like, the more I listen to them, the, the more, more you don't like them. Doesn't, yeah, does that yeah, make no, any I agree. sense? No, no, I, I agree. I, I, I love... They're in the, I love Sounds yeah. of White Noise. That is one of my absolute favorite records of all time. All the stuff they did in the 80s, I don't care. I think it's all not good. They have some songs that are, are pretty good. Like Armed and Dangerous is a good song. Um, uh, the NFL. I like that song. 
That's all. Yeah, that's, that's what it's that, that one's okay. As yeah, a cool riff. Yeah. I, I like the drums in it. I think I am, that's why I like it. I am it. the laws. Okay. Um, I like Gung Ho. I like uh, I most of the songs that I like by them are from the first record. Like that is a really classic thrash record, but the singer sucks. I don't think Joe Belladonna like is a Joey? good replacement. No, no, no. He wasn't the first singer. It was oh, Neil Turbin. No. The first Anthrax record, Fistful of Metal. And all the songs on it are good, but the singing is really annoying. I'm metal thrashing. Ah! Death Rider is a really good song. Panic is a really good song. The, the Greater of Two Evils version of Panic is, is really good. Gung Ho is good. The Greater of Two Evils version of Death Rider sucks so much. Because Death Rider is an awesome song. Really like that. But all those Joe Belladonna records from the the 80s and even um piece of what was it Persistence of Time? I think they're all yeah. I think they're bad. Got the time time ticking in my head. Yeah, the like, oh God. Joe Joe oh. Johnson cover. I'd rather listen to... Uh, Is she really going out with him? Yeah. Yeah. Almost sounds like a Huey Louie in the news type of song. Huey Louie in the news? Huey? Huey Louie. Huey Lewis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, and the lineup on The Gathering is so solid. And James Murphy, Steve DeGorgio on bass, and Dave Lombardo playing drums. Mm. And you got Skolnick, obviously. And he's not on that record. He's not. No, it, no, he left, and, and no, he, I didn't he, he know didn't, that. Yeah, he I didn't want to play. Like a staple in the band. No, it's Eric Peterson. Skolnick left, and he stopped playing metal, and then he oh. came back in like two thousand. Didn't he like rap or two, something? three? Oh, yeah. We'll we'll it's, talk we about that. Talk. Okay. No, we'll talk about that sometime. That's bad. Yes, it is. But we we will talk. Great... We will get to that. Yeah. So what if he can play guitar well? He, he did that in terrible, terrible, embarrassing rap. The worst thing ever. So bad. I yeah. still haven't listened to it. I've just heard from everyone. Like it, I don't know if I could do it. No, J- yeah, James Murphy played on it, and he was on Spiritual Healing, and he, he was in Obituary on Cause of Death, and he was on Low. Yeah, he, he got a brain tumor. He, there's some record he didn't remember recording. Oh, Can you name crazy. a song on spiritual healing? Oh yeah, Living Monstrosity. Oh, and Altering the Future. Okay. I was thinking about this record the other day. I was like, I can't name a single song off of it. And I've, I've I listened, listened to, to it several times. I listened to Leprosy the other day. Well, Leprosy's a great album. And so is, is Scream Bloody Gore. And I think mm-hmm. Individual Thought Patterns is really good. I I do not like Human. I think Human I know you don't sucks. like Human. I hate Human. I really hate it. I I don't know why anyone likes that record. You know, I uh I'm friends with someone who uh he had like I think he lived on the East Coast and him and some friends took a they bought like a bus and drove all the way across country because like they all wanted like you know they wanted to move to California to chase their dreams and this one guy he he's like working as an actor, he's doing his thing. I think he's like he's in his early twenties and I was talking to him about you know, he goes to like acting class and he's like, oh, yeah, we're, lear- we're learning the uh, Meisner technique. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with that or whatever, but uh, it, no. it's 
it's it's something where you'd like you're wearing a red shirt like i'm wearing a red shirt and you try to have like a conversation where you repeat some type of acting stuff but anyways he, he said i'm like oh what type of music do you listen to he's like i listen to death i'm like okay like tell me a little more about that he's like i'll like when i'm driving home on my uber home or whatever like I just have to like decompress and I listen to death. I thought that was like the coolest thing. All right. I'm just looking at death's um, discography. Now you can probably uh, gush about this one. I don't think I've ever listened to a single song from symbolic. The crystal mountain song. I like symbolic. Yeah, thousand eyes. Thousand eyes is awesome. It actually predicted the future. It predicted that all of our lives would be on like camera. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to that song. It's actually like, it's actually intellectual. Like, I like the lyrics. Uh, It has some slower songs, but you could just tell how technical it is. Like with the drumming, like it's it's yeah, Gene Hogan's crazy good. Yeah, and, the, and this this is like the. Uh, the you pre- should listen the to precur- that record. Yeah, the precursor to Sounds of Perseverance, where it's like again, this is the trend. Like, oh, this worked; people liked it. Let's do more of this. Where they they didn't realize that they had the balance down. Yeah, I've never listened to this record. It's there's only nine songs and it's fifty fifty minutes, so they're pretty long. Song. Yeah, I, I see this one at eight minutes, five, 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 six, six, four. Yeah, Weird. yeah. The only ones I really listened to were "Scream Bloody Gore." I listened to "Human" over and over, driving in baby's car. <laughs> he loved it. I don't know why. I think that I don't know why people like that. Seriously, I don't. I don't get it. I I I think the songs are really uninteresting i don't think they're good at all uh leprosy is really good scream bloody gore is good sorry people the first two are the best the only thing well why they don't like it is because of the production value if it no had, they don't like, like it because they say the other ones are better because because yeah because it well, part of better the, because of the production yeah the That's production right well, I, I think i think they people got and his too his happy voice with them too yeah, I think people got too uh, complicit with um, with the technical aspects of what death became, and the first two records are very primitive in comparison. Obviously, they're not primitive at all. But well, and I think Chuck did all the work, at least on the Screamblade Gore. I think he did everything besides the drum. I think he recorded the bass, all the guitars himself, oh, vocals. I yeah, yeah. So he just hired a drummer. Yeah, so I think uh, I guess I guess I'll, I'll give Symbolic a listen. In the, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. I think the best song is Thousand Eyes on the, off that record. Crystal Mountain is like Thousand Eyes super, is super second shortest. It's yeah, the second would, shortest by two seconds. I would say start with that one. It's cool. I'm just going to start with the first track. I'm just going to listen to it front to back. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to listen to, to albums out of order if I've never heard them before. Because I do believe well, artists curate w- which track goes where. And that's they, actually interesting. You you bring that up. Well, go on. Tell me why. 
Because the way we ingest and intake music now is different than we used to. Before, you had no choice but to listen from front to back. And now you'll get a song from Megadeth. The next one will be Deicide. The next one will be Testament. And the next one will be Bon Jovi. No, yeah, not That's bon exactly but... how I do it. Those, <laughs> those bands, exactly. <laughs> Especially Bon Jovi. I'm a cowboy. I didn't know this until recently, but steel horse means motorcycle. Did you know that? I thought it was that uh, that mythical creature that's in those commercials. Uh, no, unless you mean the commercials the that are selling. Uh, that's not a steel horse. That's a, a a guy with a bullhead that stalks the labyrinth. It's nothing like a horse. You got to get your 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 livestock up to date. I got to go to an FFA meeting. Future farmers of America. You do, and then you got to learn the difference between a bull I and a, a horse. Pig once. I trained a pig once. You just smack him on his right side if you want him to go left, and you smack him on his left side if you want to go right. Oh, well, that's a know. true story. <laughs> Don't let him start running downhill. He can't stop him. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I lived I, at a farm once. That's fun. That's kind of cool. Uh, what I'll happened do, to the baby someday. cow? Well, I don't want to uh, know. No, you don't. don't or the goat. No, I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anything, Dad. I don't want to know who ate what. But anyway, back to this. I I think bands. I actually don't know if it's the same now because if people are doing the Spotify thing, I would assume people still do it just ceremonially, where they curate the tracks that would make the album easiest to listen to front to back. So I don't I don't believe Chuck Schuldner just wrote these record and just put the songs in just the order that he recorded them he probably said okay this one opens really well it starts it's good build up it's got um uh, it has some good momentum and then it gets the audience locked in and the next one keeps their attention then the next one slows it down a bit then it just breaks back at blah 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 you get the idea but i think bands they they would do this and uh, I I like to respect that. Yeah, obviously I do make playlists, or I will listen to my but stuff. You're talking on that first, but you're talking that first time. But all right, I haven't listened to Symbolic. Not so even the first I'm time. To it. Not even the first time. Like if if I listen to a record, I, I want I want to do that. Like I still do that with uh, certain things. Like um, I don't I don't I don't like you know I don't watch movies, but. If I watch a movie that has a sequel, I I will never just watch the sequel. I'll, I'll watch the uh, watch the first one, then I'll get to the sequel because I, I like I like to go in order. That that's more fun for me. I cannot listen to anything from the Crimson Idol out of order. I have to start at the beginning and get to the end. I do the same thing with Blood Flowers by The Cure. Like I, I have to do that. 
That that just reminds me of like that South Park episode where Carmen has to sing the I'm I'm uh uh, was it Come Sail Away the uh, Dick song. So if he hears that song, he has to sing it. I'm sailing. You gotta go to Virginia. He starts yelling. (laughs) (laughs) You know I hit that song. Come sail away by sticks. I just I just have to finish it. Really? Okay, the, like, really? Oh, the really? whole song? <laughs> I'm sailing. <laughs> uh, no. That's a good one. That, um, wasn't that the Cartman's Mom's a Whore episode? I know they were on like a bus. I think what? it was like the Jeepers Creepers episode. Was it that one? Do you mean the episode with Big, Big Black Scary Monster Will Eat You? That one? Yes. That no, one. It's, I don't think it's that episode. That's the dodgeball episode. Run away, stone cold. Looking for stuff. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like that part. That was funny. Or the rabbit will get it. Oh, she'll do it, dude. I do like South Park. That that show's funny. Uh, I um, Well, what do you I think of them doing, um, they did like concerts. Trey Parker, I, Matt I Stone watched were doing it. I like watched concerts. it. Did I thought you, it was you, so cool. No, really? I, no, it was on YouTube. The whole thing was on YouTube. I just randomly saw it. I'm like, what the heck? South Park in concert? And the whole thing is on YouTube. And I, and I just, I oh, watched it over the so course funny. of a few days because I didn't have time to sit and watch it. But like, you know, I, I, I paused it and, uh, and I just returned right where I left off. And it was awesome. They, it, there was a lot of good songs. You know, they played America F. Yeah. They're, they, they did some non South Park stuff. I, I think they did uh, Jack in It in San Diego. <laughs> they had to have done Gay Fish. They did do like, Gay Fish, yes. Oh, yeah. They did, that one's fantastic. Uh, they did most of the ones you would expect and some that you, you wouldn't expect. They did both versions of the theme song and they did the outro while Trey Parker was explaining the point of the um of why the theme song was what it was and Les Claypool played the outro and he had originally written the outro as the opening song. Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff with Oh, that. that's cool. Yeah, um gosh dang. Uh I'll, I'll gosh, I'll I'll pull that up because that's that was really cool. I yeah, I I'm sure going to that was probably like uh, that was probably like five hundred bucks for crappy. Well, yeah, it looked like gimmicky and not like a novelty type thing, but yeah. So it's still, all right, take a look here. Uh, well, that's funny. No, that's set list. Okay, whatever. Some nonsense. Uh, Uncle Effer. But then uh, montage. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, San Diego. It's Easy MK. Um, South Park theme. It's Butters, uh, my robot friend. Blame Canada. Okay, yeah, they did do Closer to the Heart. Rush came out. Matt Stone played drums for him. Uh, on a Colorado farm. Gay fish. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, this was the coolest part. Let's Fighting Love. Trey Parker was playing the piano and singing that. That was awesome. Mary Effing Christmas, The Ballad of Lemmy Winks, Kyle's Mom's a Bee, What Would Brian Boitano Do, and then the Yelper special. That was pretty funny. The Boogers and Coons. 
I'd never heard that song because I, I don't watch all South Park. I like the early seasons and then South Park got a little um, ridiculous for me. So I fell out of touch with it. Every now and then I'll pop in and watch a random episode that from a season I haven't seen. And I'm, uh, I, I'm definitely versed in it now. Yeah, I, I'd say it, and it's gone. It's gone pretty good now, especially like the last couple seasons have been pretty funny like a like a return to form because it did have a few years where it kind of just fell it just wasn't like something i had to see anymore but now it's like it's only six episodes it's, kinda it's pretty funny yeah I, I, did, right. I did watch the i watched the newest season and it, it, it was it was pretty good there was one thing that like really stood out where i was like that is very interesting and it wasn't it's probably something they didn't want me to notice where, uh, you know, I, I, I will not talk about it, but it was really like, Hmm. Interesting. But uh, for the most part, but for the most part, you know, pretty funny, pretty funny. I, 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 South park is, uh, it's easy to watch too. Where you know I got I got some homework. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to Symbolic. By Symbolic. Death. Yeah, I I've, might I might listen to the new Metallica record. That's gonna be my homework. And I, if I don't show up next week, check under call the rafters. The meat wagon. <laughs> Go to, it'll find you in the clock tower. Yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. I, I don't know. Please, please pray for me. Please allow me to be in your prayers. Yes, yeah, I saw. I saw that, and I thought it was um, with a symphony or with an orchestra. Turns out that they did that a few years back. Go cool. right. Yeah. So I guess this is a the record. Yeah, seventy-seven sleepy. minutes of suck <laughs> of Metallica. <laughs> Same thing. I have to seventy-seven minutes. How many yeah, songs got... are on the record? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, seventy-two. Oh boy, wasn't there some band that they had like a hundred songs on a record? Maybe I know Napalm Death has that like one second song, the "You Suffer" song, and yeah, when they, they have another it live, one called "Your Achievement." It. It's called. It's <laughs> like you died. You're right. And they have to do it live like ten times before they get it right. They don't have to. There's some sometimes. I I've I've seen Napalm Death multiple times, and both, well, the first two times I saw them, they got it right in one shot. And then the other time they it took them a few tries. They just do that for for two hours trying no, to get it right. Yes, they played a a one second song for two hours. <laughs> Literally a one second song. Over and over. Oh, yeah. No, there's some. some there's some like grindcore band that has a, a record with like a hundred songs on it. Oh, God. And it's going to be like eight minutes long. Yeah, something. It's so. Gosh, dang it. I I know this is a thing that exists, or maybe it's not like a hundred, but it might be like 77 songs. 
oh, I, I, I know there's a thing. I, I can't remember. Because I, I think generally uh, Grindcore is not interesting. See, Napalm Death, they, they work because they pretty much just became a death metal band. So that's what made them good. And Wasn't that similar to like uh, Carcass, how they started out? I don't know. If, well, Carcass, what, Bill Steer was in Napalm Death. He was on their first two records. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it, so I don't know if Carcass started off as a, a grindcore band or if just all their members were in grindcore band. Hmm. So Napalm Death, their first two records, the uh, Scum and From Enslavement to Obliteration, I think they're they're... They're basically just it's a, not worth listening to. But the stuff that came after that, <clears throat> the first record with Barney, the Harmony Corruption, that's pretty good. And Utopia Banished is pretty good. Um, I, I know a lot of people don't like a lot of the, the stuff from the 90s, but I actually like most of that. Enemy of the Music Business is a really good record, and Order of the Leech is r- really good. I think Code is Red is pretty good. I think Smear Campaign is very good. Uh, I heard one song off Time Waits for No Slave, and I was like, eh, I, I get the point. Like, I, don't, I don't dislike it, but I just, you know, I can, I can do without it. But, well, I'm, I'm looking here, and it looks like Jeff Walker joined... Uh, Bill's band Disattack, which ended up turning into Carcass. Okay, yeah. So they may have just been like from grindcore band, and they and met they Ken at some hardcore gig. Okay, hardcore and, what? Hardcore uh, porn? Uh, um, doesn't say. I'm reading this old article that's trying to say that like carcass inspired new metal and that jeff walker used to play uh songs for um tom hay well it's funny i think we should hold this for next time yeah i agree we can hold that yeah put a fork in that one yeah well we'll talk about that later we got we got plenty more stuff to talk about We, we we didn't get to any we get to anything we wanted to today. We didn't get to that's any okay. of our, our content. We got to we got to crap on Metallic a little bit and, and uh, give Megadeth it's 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 due Banking. with risk, but it's it's nothing compared to how terrible Metallic is. Just no. gotta give a few more seconds of how terrible they are. I've gotta listen to 77 minutes of crap, so <laughs> just let me let me have my moment <laughs> here because this you're, I'm you're actually I don't want to end like this. Now I'm mad. This sucks. <laughs> I don't want to come back. Well, see, so you say that, but you it's haven't even awful. started listening to it yet. Oh no! Oh, you know what? I'm not you gonna know, be happy when you know it's what this done. is probably like. You know those things that like, uh, like those little like mazes that they have at like amusement parks during Halloween time, where someone comes out and like, like tries to like grab you, Just blows in your face and stuff. Yeah, I'm and like, you know, there's people that get really scared by that. You're like one of those people that knows it's coming, and then you're just really uneasy. 
and you're just you're just feeling like you're just you're just not happy because you know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, someone's gonna slide on the ground with with like with a chainsaw with their little knee pads and make some crazy sound, and you're gonna be like, "Yep, that's that's what he's gonna do." Yep, he's gonna go chase this person. Yeah, and you're like, "Yep, yep." So annoying. I'm gonna I'm gonna hear Lars's terrible drumming. I'm gonna hear James go, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." I'm gonna hear (laughs) Kirk Hammett's lazy, uninspired solos, and I'm gonna hear that for 77 minutes. Yep, and then you're gonna get to after the first song. You're like, "Yep, of course I heard that." Everything I've ever heard before. I might uh, take notes on how many times he says "yeah" per song. That's a good idea. Make a game out of it or something. That's a good idea. I like that. Or the first fifteen seconds, and then uh, just do some math to figure out how many times it would be. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. You're going to listen to this album. And I'm gonna listen to symbolic. You listen to symbolic. That's <laughs> BS. <laughs> Symbolic's so good. Oh, you know what? God. Maybe I'll come back deal. and I'll be like, you know what? I thought that album was not good. I thought it was contrived. Okay, let and you then listen you, to the. And then you're gonna. Years. And then you're gonna come back and be like, you know what? That was actually pretty good. I don't like any Metallica, <laughs> but this one was. This one was pretty good. Maybe the people that said 77 minutes of suck were the people that that uh really like the black album and load and reload like maybe maybe yeah. that maybe might, that'll I happen might, i might come back and say you know what i think uh, i gotta take metallica over megadeth now you know what well no, you know what record got, really does it for me we got a new megadeth record we got a new metallica record you know we can compare and contrast well you can i can no I, you have symbolic yeah i'll compare you symbolic. have to listen to human again <laughs> no <laughs> i've heard it enough I've probably listened to Human Front to Back like 20 times. And after the first time when I was unimpressed, it just got worse. For all you human defenders, suck. Shut up. All the other records are better. And I'm going to listen to some ball. Until next time. Thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you. <laughs>